0: Hey, y'all. This is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 72, and we've got a special one.
1: Returning back.
0: For the first time in a very long time, we talked about this on the way up here, is I also don't know if I've ever introduced her as my sister, but this is my sister, Tabitha. Hi, everybody. So, she moved to Arizona for the summer with my family and she just moved back and so uh, she's literally been here for like a day and she said can I do a podcast where I only know the details you I don't tell Steven or you anything and I said okay so I don't know if this is a warning beforehand that this could get crazy because like i said steven and i don't know anything about this case so tab is literally gonna roll with this but let's go with it this is episode 72 rattlesnake james
2: Alrighty, guys. Okay, so this story, it is a good one. We're gonna be talking about greed. We're gonna talk about incest. We're gonna talk murder. And of course, we're gonna talk about rattlesnakes. So to set the scene, uh, we're going to be talking about he goes by two different names. So I'm gonna tell you both of them now. And then we'll get into when he changed it. Kind of why he changed it. Um, his name is Major Raymond LaSimba, and then he went by Robert S. James. We're just going to refer to him as Robert. He was born on March 6th of 1894, and fun fact, he was the last man to be executed by hanging in California.
1: That's what we all love, a good <laughs> hanging in California.
2: It's a lot of fun. All right, so... Um, also just a little spoiler he was dubbed Rattlesnake James during his murder trial of his fifth wife Mary Bush for his first cruel attempt at her death but not his first alleged killing some background info on Rattlesnake James or Robert he was born in Alabama to a low income family um, it said that he was a cotton picker until his brother in law paid for him to attend barber school in Birmingham. According to a 2017 article from the Los Angeles magazine, he was described as a pale man with beady, red rimmed, and green eyes. Just kind of makes him sound like a snake, sound really scary looking. Um, It is said that he had a high nasal voice and red hair greased to the back of his head. Okay.
0: (laughs) From the pictures that I found of him, you said a nasal voice. And it's just some people, when you look at them, you can tell they would have a nasal voice. And so that's funny because definitely
2: his face. You can tell he's got a nasal voice. (laughs) Now, the pictures, did you see, did you think he was attractive? No. No. Oh well, one of his neighbors, which I guess it was like a longtime friend of his, said that he was quote less than a half wit, which just means that he was not very smart.
1: Sam's ideal man is also
2: not very attractive. Be nice. That's
1: why I'm not. I I stopped. Be nice. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I wasn't going there where you think I was going with that. I was just taking a shot at you because it's been a while. Okay, sorry, Tabu.
2: It is said, though, that what he lacks in intelligence, he gained in, I guess, confidence because he was married five times. He had a way with ladies. So something must have gone right. Okay, so at some point, it's just important to note that at some point, his uncle died, and Robert was the primary beneficiary for his life insurance. So when he was young ish, Um, He got the life insurance money, which at the time was $4,000, but that would be about $115,000 in our money today. So a pretty penny that he got. Um, It was also kind of said, again, this was so long ago that it's kind of hard to put a great kind of time to everything that happened, but it was said that as soon as he got the money is when he went to a barber school in Birmingham. Um as soon as he got to Birmingham, he met a lovely lady named Maud Duncan. This was a pretty quick marriage. Um, it says that she filed for divorce pretty quickly and in the divorce paper she accused him of kinky sadistic sex. But again This was a long, long time ago, so that could have meant literally anything. There's no telling what he asked of her. After this marriage, he up and moved to Kansas, where he bought a barbershop and pretty quickly married his second wife named Vera. Shortly after getting married, she um, announces that she's pregnant. Well, this news was not very well received by her family because her family did not even know that she was in a relationship. So Vera's dad, who obviously didn't know that she was seeing someone and then found out that she was pregnant, shows up to Robert's barbershop with a shotgun and basically runs him out of town.
1: Isn't this how all good marriages start? You you don't know your family doesn't know that you're in a relationship, and then oh yeah, we're having a baby. Isn't that how all good ones start?
0: Besides the baby, I guess that's how your relationship started. Eh, No, easy.
1: No, 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 (laughs) no. That's for a different episode. We'll talk about that later.
2: So after this marriage is when he changed his name. So he went from Major Raymond um all the way to robert for whatever reason after this he also moved to california and at the time he was about 38 years old okay this is when things start to get crazy now now the third wife things start to kick in third time's a charm oh yeah so he marries this woman winona okay very almost immediately after getting married goes to an insurance salesman to set up a life insurance policy on the couple um it was about five thousand dollars and it was a double clause for accidental death means that it would just double he would get ten thousand but again, the $4,000 that he got for his uncle was $115,000 in today's money. So this $5,000 was a ton of money and like what we know money today. About three months after getting married, they go to Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs for their honeymoon. And on September 21st of 1932, somehow their vehicle veers off of the road But Robert managed to jump out of the car right before it drove off of the side of a cliff. Winona was not as lucky, and she got trapped inside of the car as it flew over the edge, dropping about 150 feet before crashing into a boulder. Surprisingly, though, through all the blood and everything, she was still breathing. So Robert at this time calls the authorities. They send out a rescue team, and that's when they find Winona. And the rescue team noted that she smelled of alcohol. Some reports have said, I don't know any validity behind this, but some reports have said that it's important that she smelled of alcohol because if she was drunk, she may have like been more relaxed on impact and she wouldn't have like braced herself and been nervous. So she probably didn't sustain as many injuries as she would have because she was drunk. Um, but anyways, Wynonna... She has seen some stuff. So she goes to the hospital. Um I'm sure to get treated, and i'm 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 sure Robert was not very happy about her living. When Winona is released from the hospitals, um she goes to stay in a cottage in Colorado Springs since her doctors told her that she can't travel due to her obvious head injuries. And it's important to note that she had no memory of this accident. So she's living in this cottage with her husband and was totally unaware that he tried to murder her. One day, Robert says, I'm going to go get groceries. And because they drove their car off of the side of the cliff, he had to walk into town. So he goes and he pays for his groceries and he's talking to the store clerk and tells him of his story, tells him what's going on. And he asks if there's any way that someone could deliver the groceries and if the delivery guy could also take him home. The grocery clerk is like, oh, yeah, probably just had some pity on him. And I was like, yeah, let's get that done. So he drives him home with the groceries, whoever it is that did it, brought the groceries inside, helped Robert out, and once they get inside, they see that the bathroom door is open. Winona is not where Robert left her, but the bathroom door is open. Ooh. So they go in there, and Winona is face down in a tub of warm bath water. And they conclude that she drowned while trying to wash her hair. Hmm. Yep. So this death was ruled an accident. So Robert was paid out $10,000 for the life insurance policy. After this tragic loss of his third wife, he then moves back to Alabama with his sister and the brother-in-law that paid to put him through barber school Um, And his sister and brother-in-law had a son and a daughter. This is when the incest sets in. I forgot about (laughs) incest. Oh, no. (laughs) Robert and his niece, who was 18 years old at the time, so was an adult. Um, They had their own little relationship going on. And she eventually moved to California with him. But... To get to California, he knew he needed to make some money. So along the way, he goes down to New Orleans and marries his fourth wife. This one again is a very short marriage. Her name is Ruth, um, and she almost immediately married him. And then thought like, why did I do this? Like this guy's kind of sketch because he instantly asked her to sign a life insurance policy with him, and she was like, yeah something's up something's a little weird so he basically just felt defeated and was like well why did i waste my time they end their marriage and he goes back to alabama well as almost as soon as he gets back to alabama his nephew returns from military leave and then robert sits him down and says something like hey life can be really really difficult. You know, you never know what's, what's going to happen next. Maybe it's a good idea that you take out a life insurance policy, but put me as the primary beneficiary because I will help your family out. You don't have to worry about them. If anything happens to you, I've got you. Somehow he convinced his nephew to do this. And as soon as it was done, gave him the keys to his new car and said, hey, bud, you want to go take this for a spin? Well, he takes it out and then drives off a cliff and dies. So Robert then pockets the life insurance money and goes to California with his niece, who's also the sister of the boy who just drove off a cliff and died. Um it was later found out that the steering wheel had malfunctioned, but Robert was never looked at as a suspect for anything.
1: Was this a like in in quotes malfunctioned or was this like a real malfunctioned? Or does it not say? I don't know. It
2: just said malfunction. Okay, well f-
1: for the for the story's sake, we're gonna say that it quote malfunctioned.
2: Oh no, it was a definite quote malfunction, okay. but I don't think that they thought anything of it. They just were like, oh, malfunction." Oh, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, this was the 30s, and so. Exactly. Okay.
2: Yeah. And it's, again, yeah, it's the 1930s. So you don't have records of everything. He also moves around. He makes big moves. So I feel like he can also kind of tell the story. Right. Like, did he go back to Alabama and tell his family, yeah, I went down and married this woman, Ruth. Probably not no. because he doesn't need to. There's, right. you know, it's not going to follow him. But, anyways, he goes to California and he meets a lovely lady named Mary. Mary um, answers an ad for his barbershop. So he moves to California, opens his barbershop, and is looking for a manicurist to come work at his barbershop. Well, Mary is a manicurist, so she answers the ad, goes to work for him, and almost, I mean, pretty soon after she started working there, they got married, and about three months after they got married, Mary was pregnant, Um, so it's important to know at this time, Robert had a client named Charles Hope, He was a very loyal customer. And at some point, I assume Charles is just sitting in the chair. Robert's cutting his hair. And Robert says, hey, do you know anything about snakes? And he says, I know someone who's trying to do away with his old lady at home. And he wants to do that with a rattlesnake. Do you know where I can get a rattlesnake? (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. (laughs) But Charles, instead of saying, whoa, man. That's wild. <laughs> and Stez says, yeah, I got one in my back seat. I know someone named Snake Joe that can help us out. So Robert gives Charles a hundred bucks plus the money to cover three snakes. And Charles goes to get the snakes from Snake Joe. But when he returns with these three rattlesnakes, Robert is disappointed because these rattlesnakes are friendly and not aggressive at all. <laughs> yeah. So they they both, uh, Charles and Robert, go back to Snake Joe and they basically just say, we need more aggressive snakes. But they get away by of saying this, they get away with saying this by saying, we want to see... If our dogs could win against the snakes. Don't bring the dogs into Uh, it. So they trade their three nice, super sweet little rattlesnakes for two other snakes named lightning and lethal.
1: So my, my brain immediately goes to, okay, those are sweet names for rattlesnakes. Number one, number two, is there like a um Carol Baskin of snakes? Instead of like what? like Tiger Joe, is there like a Don't ruin the story.
0: <laughs> and then I'm also wondering how much for a rattlesnake
2: for 3 of them and then for two aggressive ones. Right. Yeah. But, but again, Snake Joe turns a blind eye and says, yeah, they just want to do some dog fights. I'll sell them the, I'll sell them lightning and lethal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we can see where this is going. And I saw in an article that said that they brought this two snakes into the trial, like the courtroom. And one of the snakes got loose. In the courtroom and so everyone's freaking out i don't know why they felt the need to bring those rattlesnakes in i don't know what happened to the rattlesnakes were the rattlesnakes punished to death what happened to them yes your honor here's
1: exhibit a <laughs> lightning <laughs> and exhibit b lethal yeah.
2: so thankfully they ended up rounding up the rattlesnakes but i'm sure that had something important to do with the story so This part, it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. So Mary again was pregnant three months after getting um, married. Mary was pregnant. Robert went to her and said, I just don't think I'm ready to have a kid. So he encouraged her to get an abortion and abortions were pretty hush hush. um, But I mean, you could, they were pretty easily accessible So he told her that he found a doctor, but that the doctor wanted to remain anonymous. So how this anonymous doctor was performing abortions while having some people know who he was, but some people not, not sure. But he told her, looked at his wife in the eyes and said, you're going to have this abortion on our kitchen table. I'm going to tie you down and tape your eyes shut because you can't know who the doctor is this is for the doctor's privacy and mary said
0: okay okay i guess at first when the doctor wants to be anonymous i de- i was like and i don't mean i don't know why i didn't think that was weird but i was like all right okay but when you're like in our home on our table And I've got to tie you down. Nope. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. At some
2: point you would think that she'd be like, "Mom, I don't think I want to do this, but nope. She goes through with it. So he ties her down, tapes her eyes shut. And then he pours whiskey down her throat has to numb her somehow at this point. You know, she's all numbed up from the whiskey. He goes out to his garage where Charles is waiting with the box of the two very aggressive rattlesnakes. He brings it into the kitchen counter or kitchen table where Mary is laying and sticks her left foot in the box of rattlesnakes. So in his mind, a few bites, she's dead, right? Well, this isn't how it happens. Uh, I saw an article that said that about like 1 30 in the morning her leg had puffed up so much because of all the venom that was in her but she was still breathing she was obviously screaming in pain and was rolling around trying to get out of the restraints Um, still very pregnant but still breathing and that made Robert really upset. So Robert takes her and goes to the bathroom to drown her before he gets Charles in there and they carry her out to the fish pond in their backyard. The following day, so remember this all happens at night. The following day, uh, Robert goes to work like nothing happened. It says that he was at work from 8:30 a.m to 5:30 p.m. And then he invites another couple that he knows, James and Viola over for dinner. Um, as they're they're all in the car together and as they approach the house, they expect Mary to kind of come out and stand on the doorstep and wave them and and greet them. But this doesn't happen. They notice that the house is pitch black inside and something's up. So instantly, James and Robert get their flashlights out and they start searching the property to try to find Mary. James shines his light out onto the garden, which is where their fish pond is. And that's when he sees Mary laying face down in a shallow pool of water instantly, um, newspaper articles start coming out with headlines that say bride found dead in pool. Um, so they're trying to piece a timeline together again, this murder happened the night before, but for some reason, somehow their neighbor says that she saw Mary in the garden at nine thirty that morning. Now this could have been maybe she glanced over and saw Mary, laying face down in the pool, dead, and thought, oh, she's working on something. She, you know, she's just in her garden doing whatever. Um, and then there is a note that was left at their house that somehow was time stamped for about five p.m. Um, so Robert obviously has an alibi; he's at work. So they're trying to figure out what happened to her between nine thirty and five. Well. An article comes out two days after Mary's death that says that this was the second time that Robert reported to the police that he had came home to see his young bride dead face down in shallow water. And this is revealed because an insurance investigator tapped um, a tipped info off to the police about Robert's previous marriages because they noticed something's up. So, because the police, you know, Robert is on the police's radar, um, the authorities go in and they tap his house with different audio devices. They bug his house and and that ends up leading to his arrest, but not for murder, for incest. Because again, he's sleeping with his niece and they end up, they try to catch him in a lie and try to get him to admit that he murdered his wife but instead i'm sure they were just sitting there and they heard a female voice and just thought oh that's his niece and then probably heard a little bit more and thought ew, oh uh, what's going on ew. incest that's what's going on so he is arrested and they they keep kind of trying to drill him getting want him to admit he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't until May 3rd of 1963, Robert confesses to admitting to kill, To um, I'm sorry, he confesses to attempting to kill his wife. Um, Robert also tells the police a bunch of things that they didn't know, like Robert asked Charles to burn down his house after this happened, but Charles refused. Charles said, I will do a lot for you, but I will not burn down your house um and like i said in the the what is it called when they're in court in the trial they goodness gracious they bring
1: <laughs> hey you know you're on a crime podcast right <laughs> trial murder uh gunshot wound that's kind of our key phrases Whatever.
2: here i forgot <laughs> So, during the trial, um like I said they brought the rattlesnakes, lightning and lethal. They brought them in, they got loose. Um anyways, Charles Hope was given life in prison for his part in this murder, which is kind of a lot because he didn't actually kill, right? Like he knew that it was going to happen. He got lightning and lethal, but still I wonder got- if this is the first time
0: I'm trying to think the first time that someone like that who was not involved in the actual like murder, Mm -hmm. but was like, what is that like wrong place, wrong time situation? Um I wonder, I think this is the first time I've ever heard of someone getting life in prison.
2: It's a big sentence. Now, I did hear, um, well, I read in some articles that he may have gotten a lesser sentence if he didn't parade around town talking about how him and Robert killed somebody. Uh, Well, then, yeah, that does it. Yeah, he did go to a lot of bars and get very drunk and tell the bartenders, like, guess what I did last night? Okay, then I take my stuff back. Yeah, at that point. But anyways, um, Robert, again, on May, I'm not sure what day actually, in May, he was executed by hanging and he was the last one in California. Um, I believe it's when he was charged um, and when they kind of said, hey, you're going to be hung in California. He says, quote, I can take it. Just say Rattlesnake Bob is not afraid to die. So then where do we get Rattlesnake James? His last name is James. Oh, okay. I don't know where we got Rattlesnake Bob. But that is the story of Rattlesnake James and all of his five wives. Wow. That was a a road trip. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy story. There's, you know, you thought you got to the end of it, and you didn't. There's more to it.
1: Well, you know, this is the first time that someone other than Sam has put uh, written an episode. So... And
0: you can tell from the length of Taba's versus the length of mine how in our real life that's exactly how we tell stories. Taba gives a lot more details in her stories and I'm very to the point. So this also does wonders for that, too. So, episode seventy-two. We're at that. That's it. This was a special episode. Like I said, we didn't know how long Tabba was gonna talk for, so we didn't plan a segment. We just let Tabba run with it. So,
1: so good job. You've made it twenty-seven-ish minutes.
2: But that is the best twenty-seven-ish minutes of this podcast. No offense that you will probably ever listen to
1: all right all right we're like al- <laughs> writing her off out of every other episode <laughs> right, this is the last doing. time
0: she's here <laughs> um like always make sure to go subscribe to our social medias at criminologypod. pod we have an email crimologypod at gmail.com send us suggestions any other comments questions concerns anything like that thank you guys for continuing to come back and listen like always this is sam
1: this is steven
2: and this is tabitha
0: And this is Crimology.